Again, with another episode of the Heralds, we are your Heralds of Pop Culture. I'm Will Wiggy. I ate Asher. You ate him? Yeah, I ate him, and that's why he's not on this week. Dude, just give me a text or heads up next time. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't think it was important until the episode came around that I remembered. But I am your other half of your Heralds of Pop Culture, Harrison. Uh, we kind of skipped last week, but that's okay. We didn't really miss much. <laughs> you say? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to talk about this week. Don't get me wrong. Um, you always have the news list, so I'm ready when you are. Real quick, I just want to go back to the you not thinking it's a big deal to eat my brother. That's no, where I'm more important. It's just worry. my brother. He, he should be back next week. Okay. The digestive system, he's, you know, it should, you know how it works. I don't have to explain it. Children, listen to this podcast. That was my alarm because I was napping. Oh, wake up, Will. It's time to do the podcast. It is. So, to start us off with DC, as always, the teaser trailer, or official trailer, I think it was, for Doom Patrol Season 3 dropped. It featured the Brain, Monsieur Mala, and Gargo, members of the Brotherhood, or Brotherhood of Evil? I think you're right, yes. I feel like there's more to the name, and I'm blanking. The Legion of Brotherhood of Evil Crime Syndicates. Sure. Yeah, that's it. But season three will be dropping dropping on t- September 23rd. So I've been following this YouTube channel that's been dropping Young Justice news off the wazoo and just getting interview after interview from Wiseman and Bietti. So he's mm-hmm. pretty reliable, but, like, nobody's reporting upon it but him. But it looks like Young Justice Phantoms will be dropping sometime in October. Huh. I honestly, okay, well, first off, I have to admit, I have not finished the third season of Young Justice. Shame. Yeah, no, shame. That's the first thing. Second thing, um, if if that's true, if it's coming out in October, I, I will I will finish the third season of Injustice because I like that show. And if you tell me that season three is good. It is. Okay. Then if it comes out in October, which is crazy soon, um, I will watch it. They did a better Judas Contract story than the DC animated movie universe. Oh, they did the Judas Contract? It's pretty much what it turns into. I will give it a watch. I will give it a watch. The only thing that bugged me, I think, about this last season was the lack of four heroes that we got to see. Well, this what? This past season was about, like, a bunch of new characters, right? Yeah. Yeah, which I, I liked. I liked them for being original characters. But then, original. Yeah, I like the chick, the, the color chick. Um, Halo was based off Halo from the Outsiders comics. They just made her Karakan instead of white. Oh. And then Brion Markov is Geoforce, the brother of Terra, and then Terra. Oh, I didn't know Terra had a brother. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, my only other issue was... Greg Sipes works as Beast Boy in certain mediums. He did not work taking over for Logan Grove in this show. I don't remember that much. I don't... The Beast Boy actors just get the guy from the White Vans vines. Well, he's a... Greg Sipes does the voice in Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. Okay. 
And he and took so over for Beast Boy in season three. And it just didn't work in Young Justice? Not the style, no. Okay. So other than that, we are getting a DC animated anime film called Catwoman Hunted. Oh, okay. Not excited. Starring Elizabeth Gillies as Catwoman, which is Jade from Victorious. Yeah. Stephanie Beatrice is Batwoman, so Rosa Diaz from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is Batwoman. Okay. Lauren Cohen as Julia Pennyworth. She is in The Walking Dead. It's Glenn's wife, and I'm blanking on the name. Is this uh, is is this Alfred's daughter? Yes. Okay, because I remember they did Alfred's niece, I think it was, in Batman and Robin, who turned out to be Batgirl. Um, well, they bring Julia in the show Batwoman right now. She's been okay. appearing a lot. Jonathan Banks is going to be Roman Sionis, a.k.a. Black Mask. And he's known for his role in the Breaking Bad. This sounds like it might be shaping to be like a Gotham City Sirens. Or Birds of Prey. I can't tell. Nope. Zara Fazal as Talia al Ghul, and she voiced Halo in Young Justice. Mm-hmm. And she's also voicing Nosferata, which is a vampire chick. Never heard I of assume, her. I assumed from the name. Jonathan Frakes, he was known as a uh, character in Star Trek. He will be King Faraday and Moxie Mannheim, a.k.a. Boss Moxie. Kirby Baptiste Howe will be Barbara Minerva, a.k.a. Cheetah. Um, she was in The Good Place and the recent Cruella movie. Steve Bloom is Solomon Grundy. Keith David is Tobias Whale. And Kelly Hu reprising her role as Cheshire. She oh, Cheshire from, from Young, Young Justice. Justice. Yeah, I like that character. So we got Peacemaker premieres on January 6th, 2022. And then this came out recently, which surprised me. A is Black Canary film is in the works. A what? Black Canary film. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, and it's the chick that played her in Birds of Prey. Yep, Journey Smollett Bells are prizing the role, and it'll be directed by Misha Green, um, premiering on HBO Max most likely. Yeah, these HBO Max going hard with all these announcements for their um, exclusive hey, films. As long as they keep coming out being good, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I was already excited for the Batgirl and Blue Beetle. I think my most anticipated is still Static right now. I forgot about Static. I I think Blue Beetle because I think uh, Done Right he's a really cool character. Yeah. Okay, you're not going to be happy about this. I'm ready. Jumping into Marvel. Venom Let There Be Carnage has been delayed from September 24th to October 15th. Uh, I thought they were just doing that in other countries. They hit us. Yeah. Uh, that's a shame. That's a shame. It's getting really close to, it gets closer and closer to, which we'll talk to later, uh, the Spider-Man movie. So that worries me that what if they push back Spider-Man? Unless they're trying to make it appear premiere closer i don't know um i pushing it back a a few weeks that's that's fine i don't know if you said that as a joke i mean i'm excited for the movie but um no i'm not joking it really right no i know it's getting pushed back but like you were like you're gonna be mad about this news like i'm excited for it but i can wait no that's what it was just mad that it's getting pushed back again that's all yeah it's just gonna be a few you know it's just slime balls running into each other that's what the two hours is going to be 
So we got our first unofficial look at Moon Knight in uh, Disney Plus's Moon Knight. Did you say unofficial or official? Unofficial because it was a snapshot taken instead of usually the official promo images they release. So did we confirm that that's like a concept image or that's like Oscar Isaac, like what he'll look like? like that it, is exactly what he will look like. The reason I considered it unofficial is because, like I said, they normally release a like a photo that they make up rather right. than just a snapshot from a screen. I wasn't like the rest. And there's a lot of people on the Internet that are like, you. Why? That's perfect suit. I know. I was like, what else? Like they said it's not white enough. Like it's a little, a little gray. Like it's a little not pure white. I know, I know. Yeah. But um, Oscar Isaac himself is not that white. So it's okay. No, that was, sorry, that was... Um, I'm very excited, though. It's supposed to come out next year, right? Yeah. I don't yeah, know why they just be mad it's not white enough. I mean, the dirty look makes sense. It's supposed right. to look like mummy wrappings this time. Yeah, I mean, he has Egyptian... Um, you know, it's the moon god or whatever, but... Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, if, you wear, if you're a pure white costume fighting crime, it's not going to stay... Nice and white. Yeah. So, Marvel contacted the writer of Secret Wars to do a movie. Oh, I heard about this. To get the rights. Personally, yeah. I'd rather it be a Disney Plus show. Um, I don't, okay. Each so, episode Secret- focusing on a different fight. I get what you mean, and I agree, because, like, there's a lot of stories to tell. That was a big event. It was probably Marvel's, yeah. like, for, like... Obviously, there's probably been bigger Marvel events since, but that was, like, the first massive, like, team yeah. Marvel team. And I think a two-part movie would be fine. Yeah, but I would almost prefer a series. Yeah, I agree with you. It's just that it's so big to have a series budget. But look I don't at WandaVision and Loki. That's true, but, like, that's – this is on a bigger scale, you got to admit. I mean, it's like a massive war on a planet. Would we get the symbiote finally? I don't know. I guess here's my thing. Why not just take the budget you would take for a movie and put it into a TV series? Does it make as much money? Does it make as much in return as a movie does? I don't know. In this day and age, probably, yeah. I People are I mean, more I'm likely a, to be at home. This is the next logical step, right, after Endgame is to do Secret Wars? In my opinion, yes. Yeah, I, I don't think Kang would fit into that at all, so I don't know how that's going to fit into the phase, because it seems like they're setting Kang up as the big bad, but then we know that Beyonder is the bad of that story, so maybe, I don't I don't know, maybe this will just be the next Avengers movie, you know, because there, like th- there was like three Avengers movies before we got to the last Avengers movie, so maybe this will just be another Avengers movie leading up to the big Kang event. Well, it's no different than, um, Kevin Feige mentioned it's going to be a while before we get our next Avengers movie. But if they're just now trying to obtain the rights, mm-hmm. I mean, the timeline lines up. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to bring the multiverse into it. You know, I mean, this would be a good way to bring a bunch of different, like, multiverse versions of characters. Okay, since we're going to get into it in a minute, I'll wait. So we got Riri Williams, Ironheart, yay, the character nobody cares about. Yeah. I She'll mean, be making her debut in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Wouldn't this be a hundred times more interesting? Instead of Riri Williams, just Shuri takes over as Iron Man instead. Because I already like that character. Here's my thing. Again, for me, it's no different than a Cap thing. I know what you're going to say. He's not a mantle character. But, like, this is the world we live in. They're going to create mantle characters. If you had to pick one, I would pick just having Shuri. Now, I like having the little team that he had with 
War Machine and Rescue because that's different in my opinion. Right, they're their own characters. But don't try and make them the next Iron Man, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's cool. It makes sense, you know, to introduce her in Wakanda forever. That It makes sense. Now, rather than obtaining old scrap heap parts from Stark Industries, I would much rather her be a Wakandan that used Stark as an inspiration to craft her own armor. I thought she came across, like, one of Tony's labs. That's what I thought it was. Something like that. But either way, I think using her as a Wakandan that's inspired by him would yeah. make a better story. Yeah, the suit's kind of, you know, the suit has a cool look to it. Oh, yeah, I've never hated the suit design. Yeah. I just hated the concept of her. Now, if you had a guess, you know, like if she was to join the Avengers, would she join the Young Avengers or the Normal Avengers? I actually don't think she's ever been associated with a team. I think she might have been on, like, the Marvel Rising TV show or whatever that was. She was on that. There was an Ironheart episode or movie or whatever it's called. Um... Like, in the comics, I don't remember her being equated to a team. I would put her at, like, the same age as, like, Captain, or not Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, right? Yeah, in Miles. Okay, so, like, definitely Young Avengers, then, if they were to put her on a team. She's 15. Okay. Oh, my gosh, I figured out why I don't like her. Why? It's Brian Michael Bendis. Oh, he wrote the story? He created her. Okay. If you want to keep the topic of Wakanda, the new DLC came out this few days ago for Avengers. Yeah, I've been working through it. Yeah, I hear it's pretty good. It is. It's actually really well done. Yeah, I like their version of Wakanda. He so far is my favorite DLC character to play as. Claw looked really cool. Our boy Claw getting the respect he deserves. He does. And the voice from Steve Bloom. Mwah. Yeah. Have you come across Crossbones yet? Yeah, he was pretty cool, too. Okay. Not, I was not expecting him. I didn't know he was going to appear, so it was a nice surprise. Is it all the Avengers, or is it just Tony and Cap? It's, you literally just play as um T'Challa, but then after the first mission or two, you get to choose, just like you would any other mission in the game, which Avenger you want to be. Okay. And which is ones you want on your team. Is it free DLC? Do you have to pay for it? It's free. Oh, but okay. the biggest thing that came with this DLC is the whole... UI got an upgrade. The layout of the game got an upgrade. Oh, nice. So that's the nicest thing about it. I think, you know, like, I'll check on the store, but whenever it goes down in price, I'll definitely pick it up. It's, dude, it's 25 bucks. Oh, okay. Then I might grab it. What else am I doing? I'm back in school. I have a lot of free time on my hands. And we can play together. Yay. So then, nice Fantastic Four news. Oh, Fantastic Four will have a combination of established actors and newcomers for the main four. And I heard about this. I heard about this. Um, I'm okay with that because Marvel's pretty good at grabbing unknown people and making them stars. Oh, you know that's my favorite thing to do for any film is to get a mixture. Yeah, because, you know, people are, like, I would say the biggest, like, the only, like, time that they grabbed, like, a super big star, like, massive stars, Angelina Jolie for... This Eternals thing, you know? I would consider Richard Madden pretty big now. Okay, yeah, from Game of Thrones, he got pretty and big. And Kit Harrington. Yeah. Is Kit Harrington? Other than that, a- they're B-listers. Oh, yeah, we have to talk about the trailer, don't we? Would you like to? Well, it did come out a few days ago, and um, it's the final trailer. I'm doing air quotes. It'll, I don't know. Maybe it won't be. 
Well, that and whatever TV spot they released. Right. Uh, we saw a lot of stuff. I mean, from the first trailer, we got, like, establishing shots, which was it. Yeah. So this one, we get a bit, you know, we get to see Icarus using them laser eyes, which really gave us some Superman vibes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, which I like. I mean, I, I, I'm i a big Richard Madden fan. I'm sure he'll do great. That, Like I said last time we talked about the trailer, like, it's mostly just the all-star cast that I'm going for this for. I mean, I love it's. You know, I, I wish they were doing a more comic booky look with the suits. It's a bit sad. I just, I have no interest in this movie. Yeah, the deviants seem like they'll just be some gray, generic villains. It looks like if Snyder finally got a hold of Marvel. Yeah, I mean, well, then again, you know, if you want to talk about directors, it's a real unknown. I mean, not unknown. She won like an Academy Award, right? Yeah, Chloe Zhao. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll. And I like Snyder movies because he has a unique flair to it. So I'm sure this won't be too generic, honestly. I'm sure it will be the most different Marvel movie, if anything. My biggest gripe with this, besides the casting, of course, mm-hmm. um, is it's a Jack Kirby product, and they made it look so dull and lifeless. How are yeah. you going to take that much color and life out of a Jack Kirby creation? They, they explained um, in the trailer why they didn't interfere with any other previous Marvel movies. Yeah, because they're focused on the deviants. Yeah, but isn't Thanos part deviant? No, he's just a titan. Oh, okay. Uh, he's related to Angelina Jolie's character, though, right? I don't think so. I thought they were in the comics. I thought they were, like, uh, cousins. Which, I, I mean, don't ask... son named Thane. Don't ask me how that works. That's real, like, John Cena, Vin Diesel, like, relation. Um. What's her name? Athena? Athena? Oh, her Thanos is Athena's cousin. Yeah, so I don't really know how that works, but there, there we go. So maybe we'll get some mention of that. Yeah. Well, so, don't worry. Uh, We're going to talk a lot about Thanos today on our main topic. Oh, God. <laughs> um. So then after that, if I go back to my news, we get to get, dig into uh, Spider-Man No Way Home for a minute. Okay. So first I want to talk about the merchandise. So there's been toys that have been being sold at Target. Do we want to do we want to bring like, up do we want to bring up if no one wants to know anything? It's not like we know spoilers, but like if you want to go into this like completely knowing nothing, stop listening. I would, but this is literally something you can stumble upon while visiting Target. Right. But th- I'm sure there's some people out there that are like they're trying to stay away from it as much True. as possible. So yeah, go ahead and fast forward a couple minutes. But, um, yeah, there are Tobey Maguire Spider-Man figures in No Way Home boxes, and they look brand new. It looks like generic Spider-Man. No, it doesn't. This is me making a joke real quick. It looks like generic Spider-Man, but he is, in fact, holding pizza boxes, so we know that mm-hmm. it's Tobey. Yeah. And then I saw some Andrew Garfield ones, but all it was, it was just a weird diorama of a web and then a lady bending backwards. I don't know. Oh, man, that's going to that, that's gonna hit shelves hard. Yeah. Have you seen the thing that says, man, I don't know what's about to drop harder, Gwen in a clock tower or this No Way Home trailer? Yeah, did I know Gwen was kind of part of, like, all the, you know, like, rumors will appear. I'd really like to see Emma Stone as Spider-Gwen. I don't want it to go into Spider-Verse quite, quite yet. Like, yeah, but oh, she'd be such a good ghost spider. Yeah, she would. 
I'm just saying I don't want it to go deep into there yet. Or I, no, she wouldn't. She the whole point of Ghost Spider, she's supposed to be a kid still. Oh. Yeah, I learned that because I was looking into her because I was curious. I've been wanting to get the Ghost Spider comic or Spider Gwen, the noir, you know, the stuff that kicked off the yeah. characters for the movie. Well, so Variant, if, you know, we like to talk about Variant comics on this because he's like the biggest comic book channel. He's been doing a series talking about uh, Spider-Man has like a Spider's Shadow Web series going on right now. Oh. Which is like, which is like, it's a it's an alternate universe where if, to, uh, I almost said Toby, if Peter never lost the symbiote, like he always just had it. Like, and it just oh. how evil it would have made him. And let's just say he goes around and kills all of his rogues gallery. Dang. Yeah, and, like, it's, it's there's still, like, one more comic to come out, but, like, the Fantastic Four try to help him to get rid of it, but then it infects Reed, and so Reed's, like, this big, stretchy symbiote guy right now. That's just slime on slime, and it's gross. Yeah, it gets, like, all the Fantastic Four, which, you know, I don't know how that works with Johnny. So, um, teaser trailer got leaked. Yes, Spider-Man No Way Home teaser trailer did get leaked. As we're recording this right now on Monday, it's heavily rumored that the trailer could be coming out tonight or definitely tomorrow at CinemaCon. So we're just going to be on standby. Yeah. And truth be told, we might watch it on air and uh, live report. Yeah, we will see. But we do for sure have the leaked thing that Will and I did. Kind of, if, if you haven't watched it, it's literally like someone's phone recording it from someone's phone recording it from someone's phone. So I'm going to let you get into it because you really apparently made out more than I did because I really struggled making out anything. I was hesitant on watching it, but when I did watch it, um, it starts off with um, MJ and Peter uh, talk. She's just talking about spiders or whatever. And it we get we get a little more J.K. Simmons, J. Joe Jameson as uh, Peter swings around on his web. We hear, you know, J.K. Simmons, you know, going like, oh, Spider-Man's a menace. He murdered Mysterio. So we're still going with that. The the world knows that Peter is Spider-Man. That is, we're continuing that story, which is good. I'm happy about that, that we're not just throwing that away in the first five minutes. Um, and, like, Peter, like, is still going to school. And, like, everyone at school knows he's Spider-Man. Like, they're all, like, staring at him. He's in court. He's getting interviewed because the world thinks he murdered Mysterio because the world thinks Mysterio was a hero in the last one. So I'm, I'm liking that. I don't know how much in the movie that's going to be, but that was, like, half the trailer. And so the turning part, yeah. We did see the uh, background or the behind the scenes images with the uh, merchandise or posters of Believe Mysterio and the shirts and stuff like that. So there's definitely a movement that Quentin Beck started. Yeah, and I, I hope they continue that because like they set up in the movie is that Mysterio is not just a person; it's like a, a group. Yeah. So and um so the turning point in the trailer about like halfway through, Peter's like, well, you know what? I just can't live this life of like everyone thinking, A, I'm a murderer, and everyone knowing I'm Spider-Man. So he goes to Doctor Strange, and surprisingly, Doctor Strange is like, yeah, I'll, I'll cast a spell for you that, like, erases that from happening. That surprised me that he's like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, that threw me off. Yeah, like, Wong's like, don't do it. You could screw up the multiverse, and Doctor Strange's like, okay, I won't do it. And then he throws Peter a wink. I'm like, what? what? Also, I like the look that Doctor Strange had. It was just the cloak of levitation, but then he had, like, a bathrobe on. So it's kind of... Was that really it? Yeah, he was, like, in his PJs, but then he had, yeah. like, you know, the cloak of levity. So I liked it. You know, he was just making coffee in the yeah. sanctum. That was cool. But, yeah, so then he does cast the spell, and while he's casting the spell, Peter's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Like, some people can still know I'm Spider-Man. How about MJ and Ned? Oh, and maybe my uh, Aunt May and, like, you know, 
uh, Strange is like, you're messing up the spell, stop. And then something happens. I don't know what happens, but the spell ends up getting cast. And Peter's like, did it work? And then, like, Doctor Strange starts talking about, like, we just broke the multiverse. And then we start seeing a bunch of flashes of things, some unfinished CGI, it looks like. Um, I don't know. Uh, we see the last stuff I made out for sure was uh, saw some yellow lightning, which means we are getting yellow lightning. Jamie Foxx, Electro. I don't think we saw Electro. Did we see Electro? I the only time I thought it was Electro was the scene, the CG train scene. OK, I, I what I really liked was like we saw let me I'll go into it more. But we did see the pumpkin bomb from the original trilogy blow of a bridge. And I, for some reason, because I didn't. For some reason, I really enjoyed that it was in the middle of the day. I was like, oh, we're going to see these characters fight in the middle of the day on sunlight on a bridge. That gets me. I don't know why that gets me excited. Um, I can see that because you're so used to superhero movies with the night fights. Yeah, and, especially you know, Spider-Man's. Yeah, but one of the best Spider-Man fight scenes is the train scene with Doc Ock in the middle, in the of, the middle day. of the day. Yeah, so, and then, of course, the big money shot at the end is we see the arms come up, and then we actually see full shot of Alfred Molina, and he looks at Peter, and Peter hits one of those Spider-Man poses, and Alfred Molina's like, hello, Peter, and then the, that's the big ending of the trailer. So, yeah. Um, so, overall thoughts, are you excited then? I, I, we've been talking about this for a while within, like, our group, our friend group, how do we want an actual trailer? Do we just want to wait? I mean, of course, we're... I was I was saying things like maybe this will be the first movie without a trailer. That's a dumb thing to say. They they for advertising purposes, of course, they wouldn't do that. They kind of have. Part of me, right, and part of me was hopeful, thinking they wouldn't. And it seems like, of course, in the next few hours, we're definitely going to get it. Um, and what I watched from it, from a phone recording, from a phone recording, from a phone, it's exactly what I would have hoped for. Yeah. So, is there anything you think fans are holding out hope for that maybe they just need to kind of relax? Um, so, like, I don't want to completely shut down the Daredevil thing because, like, that's obviously a big hopeful thing for me and your brother and even you, of course, because we do like the Netflix Daredevil and it's yeah. a shame that he might be gone. Uh, but we, like, we did see set photos of whatever her name, Karen, was that her name from Daredevil? Oh, yeah, Deborah Ann Wall. Yeah, we did see her walking with the actress of Mary Jane Wall. Like, we did see that. Like, maybe that was just coincidence, their friends filming something else. But, like, come on. If we saw that over the summer, them two walking together, maybe there's a chance. So I'm still going to hold out hope for that. You know, that's obviously not why I'm going into the movie. I'm going into the movie because I just want to watch a third Spider-Man movie. If other people appear in it, that's great. But I'm, um, I, you know, like you said with the toy reveals, we're going to get the other Spider-Man. We didn't see them in the trailer, and I'm happy about that. But I think you can you still have – yeah, I think we can still have hope that we're going to see them at some point. Okay, truth is, you know what I'm starting to theorize? That they're just going to swing in in the last 10 minutes, and that's going to piss me off. No, that we got nothing but red herrings from these behind-the-scenes photos. Like, they knew what the fans wanted and threw them in background shots just to throw fans off to keep us guessing. That's true. I mean, Because you got to think of how know- many endings they filmed for Infinity War. Right. I mean, they didn't it's even get a, the actors the real scripts. It's not against them. So it does make me wonder, are they saying, well, the fans want this, so let's make them think they're getting it, then not, or surprise them either way. Okay. Are you saying, like, at that point about Andrew and Toby? Because we know for a fact that, like, Jamie Foxx... I was talking like, your example of uh, Kirsten Dunst and Deborah Ann oh, okay. Walton together. Okay. But, like, we... What we do know for a fact from this trailer is that the multiverse is involved, and we do see in the trailer Alfred Molina, basically yeah. Jamie Foxx's Electro, 
And I'm going to, you know, we didn't see Willem Dafoe flying around on a glider, though there were those still images that are all over the internet right now that we don't know are real or not. I don't trust it. Me neither. It looks, um, it looks exactly what would be in, like, a fan-made trailer. It does. That's why I don't trust it. Well, after that, we go into Star Wars news. Yeah. And I actually have some. Oh, I'm I'm excited. Is it John Boyega? What do you do this time? No, I just heard that they might be getting him back for a new project, so. Oh, not at all about John Boyega. Okay. Um, so Ahsoka is currently casting a co-star who will be playing Sabine Wren. Oh, okay. We heard that thing recently about, of course, Ezra Bridger, the guy from Aladdin, so that's that's cool. Which I'm still not sure about since nothing ever got confirmed. That's true, but it looked we could be getting the ghost crew, which is exciting. Yeah. And then um Mandalorian season three begins filming in September. Okay. Are we still getting Book of Boba at the end of this year? Yeah. Okay. I just haven't seen a trailer. I thought I'd see a trailer by now. I know. But then we got the Star Wars Visions trailer. Yes. What were your thoughts on that? Because I was surprisingly excited. Yeah, I, I mean, I had zero expectations for this. I was gonna, was I gonna watch it? Yeah, because it was Star Wars. But maybe I was, I was, I had no expectations. But uh, the art style, of course, first thing I want to talk about, it's pretty good. It's an anthology anime Star Wars series. Bottom line. Yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of new stuff they're bringing to the table that I've never seen in Star Wars before, which makes me excited. You know what I'm excited about? What? Them really diving deep into the. Akira Kurawasa inspirations of Star Wars. Yeah. You can tell where they're really getting in some Yojimbo and Seven Samurai action. Oh, I'd love to see like a really beautiful drawn lightsaber duel that's, you know, samurai esque. But have you seen the cast for this show? Oh, I have not. Oh my god. One for the Japanese dub. They have gotten literally Every big name anime voice actor you can grab. Well, here we go. We got Allison Brie. Okay. We have Anna Capcart. I really don't know her much. Kyle Chandler. He was in the uh, King Kong I know movie. Couch. Yeah. Yep. Jamie Chung. Okay. Jordan Fisher. Oh, Jordan Fisher. Okay. Karen Fukuhara. Oh, God bless you. Kimiko Glenn. Okay. Here's where it gets really good. Henry Golding. Oh, we love Henry Golding and we love Snake Eyes on this podcast. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Ah, JGL. David Harbour. Whoa. Neil Patrick Harris. Hello. You have James Hong. I think that sounds He's familiar. One of the most prolific Asian actors of ever. Okay. Lucy Liu. Hmm. Simu Liu. Oh, wow. Like, as in Shang-Chi? Yeah. Oh, okay. Tamwara Morrison. Oh, we love Tamara Morrison. Because he's becoming in his boba. Nice. Bobby Moynihan. Okay. Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. I know that. I know that person. George Takai. Okay. Brian T. How many episodes of this are there? It's an anthology, dude. Yeah, I know. And then Ki Young Young, it's one of the most prolific 
Asian voice actors. I mean, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if you're in it. I wasn't supposed to tell anyone. Or did they get you to voice R2? Yeah. Nice. Basically, I just get to scream a lot. It's fun. Nice. I just kind of build up all my anxiety and angers and just let loose. Did they use you to, like, for, like, the, for, like, Yoda concept art? Yeah. Nice. But, yeah, that's quite the cast. Just the lineup of Joseph Gordon-Levy, Neil Patrick Harris, David Harbour, Henry Golding. You better bet your butt that we better get a B.A. anime intro, like, for this show. That's, like, two and a half minutes long, like, every anime intro. Yeah, I've seen some fan-made Star Wars anime intros, and they're good, so. So then we have, um, if I go back to my notes, because I was looking at the cast. Mm-hmm. Silly me. Silly you. Tim Burton's live-action Adam's Family show, titled Wednesday. Oh. Yes. Casted Catherine Zeta-Jones as Morticia Adams and Luis Guzman as Gomez Adams. They sound like two Hispanic actors. That's great. You don't know Catherine Zeta-Jones? No. Oh. Watch more movies. You're failing. Uh, Yeah, tell me about it. She's the uh, star in Chicago. Like the The musical? musical? Okay. Then you have, this was amazing to hear. Idris Elba coming in his knuckles. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Fast and the Furious. That took me very aback, because the rumor for the longest time was Jason Momoa, but this is great, too. This is amazing. This is amazing. And then we have uh, Chloe Bennett exits CW's Powerpuff Girls due to oh, scheduling yeah. conflicts. They, didn't they, already, didn't they like, shoot a pilot? Yeah, they're redoing it. Oh, okay. That's fine. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not. Unless you say it's, like, so bad it's good, I'm going to watch it. How do you know I'm going to watch it? Because you're a fan. You're a fan. You'd watch that stuff. No, I'm not watching it. You watched Batgirl. Or Batwoman. You watched Batwoman. Yes, because DC Comics is different from Powerpuff Girls. One of us. (laughs) (laughs) I jumped you. It was really confusing because you have a background on, so I just saw like a hand come through every once in a while, and I'm like, what is going on? Um, no, I'm not watching the Powerpuff Girls. One of us has to watch Powerpuff Girls. It's going to be you. I watched Batwoman. All right, you have two choices. Either we watch Powerpuff Girls, or that's going to be our Halloween costume this year. I'm watching Powerpuff Girls. That's what I thought. Nope, I'm going as Mojo Jojo. Uh, No, that wasn't one of the options. Yes, it was. (laughs) Mojo Jojo. Fine, me and Asher will go as the Powerpuff Girls. Asher and Featherston. That'd be good. Good God, Bubbles. Um, so then Hotel Transylvania, Transformania. Fourth one is delayed from October 1st to an unknown date. Oh, well, if they move it out of October, that's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Okay, so Netflix is releasing another animated He-Man show, but for little kids. Oh, uh, I guess, I mean, that's... CG you know animation looks god-awful. Okay, but I guess you're right, because the kids can't watch that because He-Man dies in the first episode, so I don't really yeah. think it was aimed for, which is fine. I, I'm happy the last that Kevin... Episode. 
I'm happy that Kevin Smith made a He-Man show for fans of the original. No, it wasn't for fans of the original. Right, because She-Ra, I understand. No, because Tila and they killed off Adam twice. Oh, yeah, you said they brought him back just to kill him again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he'll come back again. This was news to me when I was just randomly looking stuff up. Okay. Did you know there's a live-action Ben 10 show in the works at Netflix? Or HBO Max? HBO Max, okay, okay. Um, I, My first thought was the live-action movies that they made back in the day. But it's made for those who grew up with the show. Okay, so it's gonna be it's gonna be like how they brought I, it's gonna be like how they brought iCarly back and everyone curses. Something like that. So is he gonna be like it's effing alien time? <laughs> it's gonna be like that. I'd watch that. <laughs> That's great. So video game news, we got that concept art for the canceled AAA open world co-op Power Rangers video game. That would have played like the Batman Arkham series. Yeah, that that hit you close to home. I know that. It was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I would have enjoyed playing it, but I know you're a big fan of that stuff, so. Yeah. But to get into our topic for today, what do you want to crack into first? Marvel's Wonder um, Girl or Titans? I feel like I feel like I have less to talk about with Titans. What if, because like, what if was like just. You know, we'll get into it, but let's start with What If, because also there's just two episodes versus four episodes of Titans. I think your epi- I think your review versus my review of What If episodes one's going to be very different. Okay, well, like... Our, okay, so well, let's I start off read. on a positive note. You go first. Oh, wow. Okay, Um, the first episode of Marvel's What If, of course, is the What If uh, Peggy Carter became... Uh, they say Captain Carter, but gosh darn it, it's Captain Britain. Yeah, it became the first Avenger. Yeah, so... I, I don't know what you think my review of this is going to be, but I'll just say straight up, you can just not watch this episode. It's fine. It's not bad. It's not good. It's literally just the first Captain America movie, but they switched roles. It's like the least creative thing you can do with a what if story, in my opinion. Like, it's the least, like, it was great to see Peggy as the first Avenger, but like, and it was great to see Steve as Hydra Stomper. I thought those were good ideas. But, like, it's literally just a 30-minute recap of the first Captain America movie. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you about to say women shouldn't be superheroes? Because I'd prefer not to be canceled today. No! All right, then talk away. It's along the lines. Yeah, well, <laughs> when, when the recording goes off. Um... So all in all, I wasn't impressed by this episode. The idea of Peggy Carter taking the serum instead of Steve Rogers negates the entire point of what makes this story a great story. Steve was a fragile and broke and brittle man who was the heart of a fighter who was to protect people for the sake of good and the love of his country and would do whatever he can to join the fight despite the obstacles he faces. He never backs down from the fight or the right thing to do, no matter how outmatched he is. The serum gave him the ability to fight for a cause he believes in with a better advantage to ultimately take down the bullies. Peggy was already in great fighting condition. It was already a great, strong female character. Giving Peggy the serum felt like a poor excuse to put the women in the forefront hero position and make her extra masculine while making the man a frail sidekick who was pushed to the side. Did you write that down? I have a whole review I wrote. Here, wait. I've been holding my microphone this whole episode just because I want the best quality, but I just, my hands need to. Was that good? 
That's pretty good. That was. I would like to. I would like a copy of that, please. Um, but then I went more into it, saying that. Also, why was she built like a linebacker? That is not how the serum works. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. But I like the memes you've been sending me about what <laughs> what would have happened between the two of them. Because <laughs> like she was already bigger than him before the serum, and now after, it's just <laughs> scary to think about what the two of them would. <laughs> You want that dance? No. Yeah, no. Oh my god. Um, but I mean, ultimately, was... oh, ready? Yeah, no. Um, keep talking. I, I enjoy your passionate uh, hatred of this episode. Ultimately, a better what if story would have been: What if Steve Rogers joined Hydra and fought by Reginald's side? Make Abraham Erskine a Hydra scientist. Peggy Carter and Howard start the enemy with Howard donning the Hydra stomper suit. Have Bucky feel betrayed by his best friend and fight against him as an upgraded version of Bucky, like America's Winter Soldier. I gave this episode a 4 out of 10 for poor storytelling, rushed pacing, and a lack of imagination. I'll give you the I'll give you the lack of imagination. I think it's for people that have seen the first Avenger a hundred times like we probably have, it is kind of a drag to watch. I think it's a good I think the only reason it is because it's, it's a good intro. Okay. No, I, I just think I think the only reason they did this episode and especially did it first is because they were like, we need to ease people into this concept of multiverse. Whatever. Yeah. And we're going to talk about it in the second episode, too. But literally, the first two episodes are just what if this character was this like, what if these characters swapped? Like, that's, that's, that's so the lazy. first. Yeah, like, that's the least original thing you can do with a concept of what if. My biggest um, gripe too, with this episode was it was overly cartoony. Yeah, that's true, but for some reason, I really like the art style. I'm not talking the art, I'm talking the performances. Okay, yeah. Oh, do you want to talk about the voice acting? Because we get some returning. Um, oh, yeah, we get Haley Atwell returning as Peggy Carter, Dominic Cooper returning as Howard Stark, um, Sebastian Stan returning as Bucky Barnes, Neil McDonough as Dum Dum Dugan, and then Brandon Flynn. Nope. That's not his name. I mixed the two names. Is it the guy that played Red Skull in Endgame? That's Ross Marquand returned as Red Skull, along with Toby Jones as Arnim Zola. But the one I marked down was Bradley Whitford Whitford returned as John Flynn. He was the lead. He was the main guy in Agent Carter, the show. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they replaced Tommy Lee Jones' character with him in this. Are we not going to talk about the fact that Jeremy Renner returned for one line at the end because that was great. I know. That was good well, for Jeremy Renner. Later. And Stanley Tucci as Abraham Erskine. Yeah. Uh, so did did Tommy Lee Jones' character like die in that explosion at the start? Is that why he wasn't in the rest of it? No, that one John Flynn dude was there from the get go. I think this was part of the multiverse thing. But with okay. how they explained their multiverse and how it worked out, it just didn't make sense. We it's get supposed to be one decision changes everything, but then yeah. Why wouldn't Tommy Lee Jones be there then? We get um, Commissioner Gordon as the Watcher, which is nice. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright. He's great voicing him. Yeah, pretty good. Um, Yeah, the first episode, there's not much to talk about. It was cool to see a big Cthulhu at the end, whatever you want to call that. I didn't know what to call it because all I kept hearing is Harry's going to love this episode. Tentacles. Um, Yeah. Me and the guys talked about that last night. Uh, I... Can we agree that the Hydra Stomper was a cool idea? I would have thought so if I wasn't so into Stargirl right now as a show. 
go because uh, that's just the same thing as yeah, I guess. Yeah. So um, it just continued to feel unoriginal for me. Yeah, I guess so. But it ends the same way that the first Captain America movie ends, but it's just Peggy waking up in the modern day, which is, I guess, they're going to set up a multiverse. Well, not the exact same. She went through a portal. He got frozen for years. Right. Um, I think they're going to have a crossover episode. I think that's what they're yeah. setting up. Okay. Uh, so speaking of crossing over and stuff, let's talk about episode two. What if T'Challa was a Star-Lord? A Star-Lord. Um, a Star-Lord, he was indeed a much better Star-Lord than Peter Quill. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode, I think, you know, once again, like we talked about, it does the same idea where it's just like this character is this character instead. But, you know, there's a lot. It's a it's a it's its own thing. And I want to get out of the way. I liked Big Buff, um, the collector. Same. I don't know. I don't know why. Lord, Lord, or Prime Boss Kingpin collector was dope. <laughs> it wasn't necessary, but they did it. I got big King Boomy vibes. <laughs> Or when Iroh finally reveals his prison physique. Yeah. I forgot about that. Iroh does get shredded in prison, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, personally, for me, uh, I definitely like this episode more than the first one, but still wasn't it crazy impressed. I'll agree with you there. Yeah. Yes, I got um, a little, like, into it because of Chadwick Boseman's final performances. Great. You know, it's such a shame. It reminded me once again, he was... He, I could, Great Black Panther. He's incredible. Yeah. But, again, it just... One, I couldn't stand hearing Nebula say cha-cha. That was, yeah. I, you know, they did it. Um, Speaking of Nebula, we got a bit more of a comic-accurate look at her. Of course, she didn't have the robotic pieces as much, but she had the hair. She has hair in the comics? Yeah, she has that blonde hair. I've only known her to have... I think in the comic where, you know, in the Infinity War comic where it's her that snaps Thanos away, I think she has, like, that blonde-looking hair. Oh, it's not blonde, it's blue. Oh, my gosh. Blue with the white in the front. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, the biggest change, obviously, which is kind of split the internet in half because a lot of people are passionate about, um... Yeah, the nanos, uh, which, you know, it's a funny joke, you know, and of course, very take it of it's an alternate personality, guys, calm down. You know, it's this isn't the actual Thanos, which I, I was so surprised when I heard Josh Brolin's voice. That's awesome. I would agree with you, but I can't. OK, it's an alternate take. My issue is still within this take. He still felt semi justified. He goes, what, it would have been OK, but it would have been bad. Yeah. He still didn't yeah. see the error of his ways. That was my issue. If you, if you want to talk about, like, funny running bits, I mean, the Korath, uh, the Pursuer, was uh, also a big Star-Lord fanboy, which is funny. That had me dying. That was great. Yeah. Because it's, it's, you know, it's like, it's that opening scene in the first one where he's like, I'm Star-Lord. And, you know, of course, Korath in the movie's like, I have no what? idea who you are. But in, yeah, but in this, it's, he's like, oh, my God. But here's my thing. I was bothered by that. Why is T'Challa considered great as an outlaw compared to, you know, Peter? I don't, don't know. I mean, you. I mean, of course, you could bring up the fact, you know, that he was uh, to T'Chaka. His dad is 
you know, raised him very, you know, he grew up, he grew up in like, it's just different upbringings. Right. And on top of that, he grew up, you know, in like a, uh, a Royal, like, you know, where you have to always be like fixing issues and stuff. He of course himself wasn't fixing issues, but he was probably watching his dad do it every day. And so he knew how to like, you know, unite tribes and unite people. Yeah. So I don't know, but it was, it, it's, it's funny how they explain it. It's just like, instead of collecting Peter, they accidentally grabbed T'Challa. <laughs> like, oh, how do you mix that Wrong up? Wrong kid. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, which it's funny. Two uh, apples, two nose holes, two ear holes. But so it's a, it's a heist. Uh, they have to steal the seeds of, I can't think of what, the seeds of something. Um, the seeds of eternity or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, from uh, the collector, who is also voiced by Benicio del Toro, which I did not catch. That I would not have. I didn't. It could have been so anyone. The actors that didn't return were Drax and Corvus Glaive. Did you see the thing that was like Dave Bautista was like? I didn't get. No one asked me to come back. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of bad. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe they really didn't. That sucks. I'm I'm sure he would have done it if they would have contacted him. Um, what did you hear that he just wants Drax to be done right? Right, and I'm sure he's going to die in the next one. I have zero doubt James Gunn will be like, yeah, sure, I'll kill you, Dave. Yeah, so. It, well, that, that scene was funny, though, when T'Challa runs into Drax at the bar. That's funny. It is. It's great. Someone brought up a good point about T'Challa, or no, Drax in an article that I didn't really think about. Suddenly, out of nowhere, his vendetta for Thanos is dropped through all of Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. It's just there's nowhere to be found. It's like, oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they bring it up at the end of Guardians. He's like, you know, I have to kill Thanos, but. Yeah. Um. Overall, this episode, I liked it more, but it still wasn't anything special. Yeah. Um. I'd agree with you. This the voice cast steps up obviously because like everyone returns. Yeah. Um, the action, there wasn't as much action in it, but that was okay because it was more of a heist thing and I enjoyed it. Enjoyed Buff Collector. I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed, uh, yeah, I think I listed everything I liked. I enjoyed him using the weapons throughout the Marvel Universe, like Hela's helmet. Oh yeah, that was kind of, yeah, because I guess the swords come from the helmet. I never really thought about that. Now, the one thing I will say, when you said they brought everybody back, you want to show how deep they went? Yeah. Ophelia Lovabond, who plays Corinna, the pink lady, from the first Guardians movie, returned to voice this. That was good. She had a big moment. Oh, we got Howard the Duck. I forgot. Seth Green, yeah. Yeah, Love that was it. good. And Cosmo at the end. Cosmo appeared at the end of Cosmo. it. Yeah, um, it was a nice ending. I thought, you know, he goes back to Earth and they have like a yeah. feast. Um, this, this week's episode, I think, is Loki invading Earth. It's something. All I know is the posters I saw on Marvel's Instagram scrolling through today was Black Widow and Nick Fury. Yeah, I saw that. So uh, is that Scarlo and Sam Jackson voicing? I don't think it's either of them, actually. Okay, that's right. Which I knew Sam Jackson was not coming back. I well, just have a gut feeling Scarlet's not. Scarlet's not going to come back in the, any time in the future now. No. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm excited because I think, you know, they should, uh, the, the other episode we know, of course, Marvel Zombies is everyone's most anticipated. That'll be fun. It is mine. Yeah. Which is interesting 
because it seems like we are getting uh, the Winter Soldier in that episode from the trailers because he's fighting zombie cap. So. Yeah, I'm just excited. I'm ready for that one. I'm very excited. Uh, the the Vision Ultron one, which is the last episode, that will be good. The Vision Ultron? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme one will be good because, you know, mm-hmm. magic. Because magic. Yeah. That's- yeah. We're getting a Spider-Man one, which I think it's Spider-Man becoming. I don't know. He gets cloak no, levitation. No, he's Spider-Man the zombie hunter. Oh, okay. So that's the Marvel Zombies episode. So, yeah. Good stuff. You know who wrote Marvel Zombies? Who? Robert Kirkman, the guy famous for The Walking Dead. That makes sense. And Invincible. That makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, overall right now, I'll keep watching What If, but I'm not impressed. Yeah, it's definitely not the best Disney Plus Marvel show we've gotten. No. But it's not worse than Titans. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got the first four episodes to talk about. Which uh, you watched three and a half, so we could talk about three and a half. I really do not care if you spoil. All right. Um. Let's. I mean, we'll just we'll just. It's atrocious right. monstrosity and insult to anything that Marv Wolfman, Bob Haney, George Perez, and the other guy I'm blanking on created. You're a big Titans fan, so I know you took this personally. Um, season one, in my opinion, was like worse than this. I don't think this is worse than season one because season one I couldn't find one redeeming quality. You're right. The only reason I held out for season one is I kept thinking it would get better. Season two came along. It got better. Yeah, I think season season two is definitely better than this. This is um, that's not saying season two was amazing. The show's never really hit like great. Like, I don't know why they keep doing it, <laughs> to be honest. I hate watching people praise it, though. Yeah, it's weird. Um, But yeah, if you want to speed run the thing, the first episode literally before the title starts with Jason dying. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Like After we all knew, up on what looked like fear toxin. Yeah, which is uh, he's done a thing with venom in the comics, like Bane's venom. So this is maybe this is their version of doing that. But like that entire episode was atrocious. I'll get to Stoner Scarecrow later. I don't even care about that. Okay. Um, I'll get the to collection of Robins was a TikTok skit I saw six months ago. No, it wasn't. His name is Red Panda. He is funny as all get out. He's a big DC fan. And he made a skit about Batman just having a collection of Robins, like candidates on his computer. Yeah, I was going to say the worst thing about the episode is really want to talk about Batman, which I'm watching a lot of Game of Thrones right now. So I'm just Sir Joran or whatever his name is. I forget in that show. It's hard for me to realize he's Batman. But oh, my God, that's not Batman. That's terrible. Someone's like, I just think it's the Frank Miller. Shut up. Yeah, no. A few things. One, Alfred's dead. They probably mentioned that previous, but I didn't know that. Alfred's dead, all right. Jim he Gordon's died dead. between season two and three, apparently. Huh. Jim Gordon's dead. That's why Barbara's the commissioner, which is, I mean, that's that's fine. I don't really know about this Barbara Gordon. You mean Barbara, the most annoying character? She's pretty, like, I don't, like, pretty annoying. Like, I don't look at her and I'm like, that's fun, Babs. Like, she's not fun at all. She's a douche. Yeah, which I guess, you know, she's commissioner. She's not Batgirl anymore. Thank God I have nothing good to say about this show right now. No, you don't. Um, the Nightwing suit's fun, right? It's good. Costume, good. Yeah, a costume's good. Some costumes can be better. Um, yeah, so the first episode mostly just deals with Jason's dead and the team moves to Gotham and they're all sad. But then, like, isn't it within the same episode that Red Hood appears? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. And then the episode ends with Batman 
leaving Gotham again because he killed Joker, which I'm like, Jesus, did he actually kill Joker? Yep. Okay, so yeah, so he did that and then he left. So now the Titans are living in Wayne Manor. Um, and what uh, Raven, she'll show up eventually, but her and Wonder Girl are doing stuff. Yes, I'm guessing next episode. Yeah, what happened to Ravager? Ravager said she was going to go handle stuff with Jericho, so she just dipped. Okay. Um, yeah, Red Hood shows up and starts killing people. Costume's great there, too. Costume's great, yeah, yeah. Um, I hate when they have perfect costumes and casting, like Superboy, and they still botch it. Yeah, I'm okay with them, it seems like, especially after the fourth episode. They're really, like, keeping Red Hood, even though, yeah, we'll get to the fact that, spoilers, he kills Hawk, which is, that sucks. Um, But they mostly are keeping Red Hood, like, a Dick Grayson threat, which I'm okay with. I am, too. It's just they took his motivation. And under the Red Hood, he used the criminal underwear to draw out the Joker and to prove to Batman this is what you could have done. Right, yeah, I completely agree with you. When they killed off Joker, I thought the same thing. I'm like, his whole thing is that he's pissed at Batman because he won't kill. Yeah, so what's the point now? Yeah, I don't really know what his motivation is. He just wants to take over Gotham? I guess. Yeah, uh, we get a lot of Scarecrow, which it's a new take on the Scarecrow, I'll say. He's something. Gingerside. Oh, yeah, I, wait, it's Jonathan Crane and Ginger? I didn't know that. Yep. Cool. Um, what else? Like I said, Hawk dies, which is, like, all of the third episode. Like, he gets a bomb strapped to him. That was actually pretty decent with the build-up. I oh, did yeah, not know what was going to end. That was very emotional. I, um, I didn't see it coming that Dove was the one that accidentally killed him. That's messed up. Okay, that was actually solid writing there. Yeah. We get an introduction to, you know, favorite Robin, Tim Drake. We get a little bit of that. Oh, my bad. I guess he's only Ginger in... Some comic iterations, and then the animated series. Okay. Uh, what'd you think about Tim Drake? I didn't like him. Yeah, I don't know. He's a big, what, Batman... I mean, he's a big Batman-Robin fanboy, which I think Tim Drake's supposed to be in the comics. He is, but it just... I don't know. I feel like even though Tim is nerdy, he doesn't feel that way. No, yeah, he, he doesn't comics, but he nerdy. feels at this time. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. It, it is real messed up that, what, Batman starts looking for replacements, like, the day after Jason died. Dax Chill from We Are Robin's book, Duke Thomas, Carrie Kelly, Stephanie Brown. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's, you know, it's, I didn't, I wasn't going into this thinking it was going to be much better. I'm like, it's going to be the same. And it was the same, if not worse. Worse. Yeah, worse. I, I actually um, thoroughly enjoyed season two. Okay, me too. It's mostly because of Deathstroke. But you want to hear the issue I have with this entire show? What? Their main producer and writer is Akiva Goldman. Okay. Let me let me read you off what he's done. Couple of your favorites, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Yes, yes, yes. Mhm. Transformers: uh, The Last Night. Wow. What? The Dark Tower. It makes sense now. The Fifth Wave. It the Divergent sense. series Insurgent. Yep. Uh, never saw I Am Legend or I Robot. I saw both of those. They're fun. But yeah. Oh, and uh, he produced Jonah Hex and the Losers and Hancock. Paranormal Activities two through four. Yeah. No. I okay. It's all making sense now. 
Why would you hire him? I don't know. And I don't know why you keep hiring him. It's like... It's like a I bad ex they keep going back to. Doom Patrol did something, right? Doom Patrol's good. Yeah, hire that person. Um, A season... Uh, episode. Sorry, not season. Episode 4 is about Blackfire, kind of. Yeah, where I stopped was when they found the hatch under the car. Okay, well, she talks to her and, like... Blackfire, Blackfire's been, like, kept there by the government, and, like, she doesn't have her powers because she's, like, kept in, like, a cell that dampens her powers. And I'm like, great. I'm like, she's contained. She doesn't have her powers. Threat avoided. And, like, the government people are like, yeah, we're not going to let her out. She's kind of evil. And Starfire's like, yeah, it makes sense, but I'm going to take her with me. Like, she's not, like, she doesn't, like, go crazy. Like, her and Beast Boy are just like, yeah, why are you keeping her in here? And I'm like, because uh, she murdered her family, Starfire. But so they break her out, and now she's free. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not going to bite you in the butt in the next episode, probably. Uh, what else? Jason and Red... Jason and Red Hood. Red Hood and Nightwing face off in the woods, and... In Jason, that episode? Uh, yeah, at the end. Uh, Nightwing's about to beat Red Hood, but then one of Barbara Gordon's police helicopters comes around and snipes J uh, Dick accidentally instead of Jason. This is after him kidnapping Scarecrow, of course. Yeah. Uh, so oh. yeah, that was the episode. That was that was it. Oh okay. Then I'll finish it after the show. Yeah. So um, how many? I'll get uh, into Titans and just say it's a leaping pile of crap. It's it's definitely like I I will finish it because I'm curious. But like Me too. if you have if you have not started it yet, do not watch. You're not missing anything. Exactly. But Star Girl, on the other hand. All right, you want to go into it? You can talk about it, but I know nothing. The first episode starts with a Nightmare on Elm Street vibe scene, like framed perfect, tonally perfect, full Nightmare on Elm Street vibes. I but like it. it's Stargirl is really struggling with there being no villain. She's looking for danger rather than letting danger look for her, okay. finding trouble where there is none, and ends up attacking Artemis Croc, thinking she was going to get hit with Artemis's hockey stick. Oh, yeah, Sportsmaster's in the show. I forgot. Sportsmaster and Tigress are both in prison currently. And the others are considered dead. The girl, the guy he likes, she likes, Cameron, which is Icicle Jr., does not know her brother killed his dad. Okay. See, both that and Superman Lois, I need to... Oh, God, Superman Lois is beautiful in the finale. I was going to say, it just ended, so I can I can watch it. Um... Then on top of that, we have Yolanda dealing with just the idea of killing Brainwave like she did and struggling with her sins. I know who Brainwave is from Young Justice, but okay. Brainwave's not in Young Justice. Are you sure? Brainwave's in something. Stargirl. The Brain. No, yeah, that. And I know I'm not thinking of Count Vertigo. I swear Brainwave's in Young Justice. Mm-mm. Are you thinking Simon? Maybe, yeah. Simon Stag? No. Or Simon Says. Simon Says, dude. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I just saw a tweet from Anna Kendrick and said, holy F, I forgot I was in Twilight. <laughs> so, they did great setting. Oh, and Solomon Grundy. Is still on oh. the loose, and Rick is taking care of him. I didn't know Solomon Grundy's in the show. 
I'm telling you, you need to watch it. Yeah. All right. So, oh, and Beth, she's dealing with her parents' divorce. That always sucks. Now, they try and pull Courtney away for a summer vacation. Mm hmm. But she gets herself in trouble and has to do summer school now. Yay! Yay. But while they were doing that, Pat was looking for someone to watch over the uh, garage. Mm-hmm. So he grabs the local junker, Zeke, the junk, the junkyard owner. Oh, okay. And Zeke finds the robot Stripe. Oh, yeah, his he robot. He goes, yeah. hey, I don't know what a man needs a robot for. I ain't questioning it. But I know how to make a flamethrower BB gun that'll fit right on that hand if you want. Hmm. And he's like, Zeke, go. And next thing you know, Zeke comes back with the tools and adds the flamethrower. Nice. But it ends with the villain, Cindy Berman, um, putting down a file for Injustice Unlimited. Hmm. The new generation of the Injustice Society. Okay. That's exciting. Except for outside of the members you expected, so Artemis, Cameron, you know, the children of the Injustice Society. Mm-hmm. They added Mike Dugan, Courtney's brother. And nobody knows why yet. I'll definitely I'll definitely watch it. Oh yeah, the Nightmare on Elm Street thing was for Eclipso. They're setting up Eclipso. Oh, Eclipso. Okay. I know who that is. But episode two gave us Jade, the daughter of Alan Scott. Oh. So we got a whole Green Lantern fight scene. Nice. Or a Jade fight scene with the ring. Mm-hmm. And she learned about her powers, her being her own battery and being able to just project things at will. Mm-hmm. And so that's really all the episode was, and then her looking for Obsidian, her brother. But they're really diving deeper into the JSA, and we're going to see more soon. You have to watch this show, man. All right. You will appreciate it. And Jay Garrick's coming in soon. Ooh. John Wesley Ship is returning. Oh, I heard about that. So, do you think you should watch it yet? Yeah, I should watch it. So, yeah, um... I wanted to, before we sign off with our recommendations, just, oh, wait, no, that's going to be next week's episode. So we'll do our recommendations. Um, what order are we doing? Comic? Oh, comic movie. movie show. Comic movie show. Um, Comic-wise, um, I'm looking at some of the graphic novels I brought back to college with me. I'm going to have to finally read Deceased and Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. So that's next on my list. Um, I can't recommend them because I haven't read them yet. So I'll tell you next week. Well, uh, I recommend um, – I started reading on my phone Wildcats by Jim Lee. Mm-hmm. It's an original D- or, uh, Wild Storm comics bought by DC. Great nice. book so far. So that's my comic. What's your, t- what's your movie? Movie. Um, what have I – what did I watch recently? Um – Start writing these down. Uh, you know what I'm gonna rewatch? I'm gonna rewatch the Tim Burton Batman movies. I started doing that the other day. Yeah, I'm I'm getting excited. You know, I mean, it, the Flash movie is basically just turning into a Batman movie, but it's whatever. Well, I want to because they're releasing follow-up comic books now called Batman '89. Oh, I saw that at the store. Yeah, so I'm gonna definitely rewatch the first one. Maybe this. I've never finished Batman Returns. I'd like to point out, I've never fully sat down and watched the whole thing. I don't think I have either. So I'll give that a watch. It's got to be on something. I'm sure it's on HBO Max. Um, I just watched Batman: The Long Halloween Part Two today. 
Oh, yeah, you said that. So I am recommending that. It was a great film. Although it makes me dislike Batman more than I'm starting to already. <laughs> he just let a criminal, a murderer, just walk away. I have to. I've only watched the first part. I'll have to watch the second. So then what's your show? I Today I started watching the second season of Dave. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I've was. i been excited for it for a while, and I'm finally getting around to it, so I'll see. I think my recommendation for show... Who? Titans. No, you'd be better off just throwing your TV out a window. Yeah. Um, oh, The Amazing Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Nice. I started watching that again, because it's a nice... Comfort show. It is, a, it is a comfort show. It's like a warm glass of milk. Yeah. So, yeah, Spider-Man has amazing friends. So, yeah, that'll be it for this episode today. Join us back next week when we're a little bit late, but we'll be talking about The Bad Batch. Yes, yes. Uh, we're going to probably bring back our Star Wars enthusiast special guest, uh, Gal- Jacob Geller. So look forward to um, look forward to some Star Wars talk. Yep, next week. Stay geeky. Stay geeky.